Welcome to the Cost is Courage podcast. Being a human is hard, and courage is required to do it well. Whether you need a champion or a coach, we've got you covered. I'm Lisa Baker. And I'm Melissa Dyer. And we're so glad you're here. Welcome to episode three of the Cost is Courage podcast. I am Lisa Baker, and I'm here with my co-host, Melissa Dyer. And today, we're going to focus on getting to know her a little bit. So, the question I have for her, for you, lovely, is, you know, what has your, like, go-to survival method been during corona life? So, um, I have found myself, I have a couple of things I've done, like I, you know, I'm trying to work out, I'm trying to, you know, create some routines, but I have found myself on a little bit of a binge, you know, watch, binge Mm -hmm. watching with um, the beauty of the iPad in the Mm -hmm. bed. (laughs) I think about all the years that I like brought down the hammer about no TV in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, we, everyone has a device in their, in their bedroom with, um, iPads, iPhones, all that kind of stuff. So I have been binge watching a little bit, which I do find that when I'm either trying to process something or I'm I'm emotional about something, I do think that that is a little bit of a coping mechanism Mm -hmm. for me. And so what are you binge watching right now? So I just finished and I'm like, it's probably a good thing. Like sometimes, you know, I tell myself, stop watching that. And then you can't, but I have, I've been watching Paul Dark. And mm-hmm. I know that I, so I watched season one more than a year ago mm-hmm. and I was like, don't watch that. That's not good for you. But you know, then the story goes on and the story goes on. And then you're like, I, I got to stick with it. I need to know where this goes because we're asking, how is this, you know, how's it going to work out in the end? Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, I, I really love historical fiction. So mm-hmm. that kind of is my, you know, you get lost in the story yeah. and it's lazier than reading. So. And you can tell yourself like that you're learning something. Yes. You're learning about other cultures and other times, you know, you can, you can kind of pass it off as like pseudo educational. Yeah. Well, and I just fight too. Like I have an art history degree, so. Oh yeah, yeah totally. Clearly, 100% appeal to me. You know? 100%. Like that, I, and that degree is. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, so where'd they, where'd they film it? And I'm like, okay, so we need to go to, you know, um, that area. I'm like, oh, now we can go, we can go to England and we can go to the UK. We can go to Scotland, Ireland. I'm like, now I'm yeah. like, I can't wait till travel ban is lifted. Uh-huh. <laughs> totally. I'm like, totally. I need to go to Cornwall. Yeah. Mr. Baker and I, when we went to um, England, I'm not even sure when that was two years ago, year and a half, two, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We, we went to, we wanted to go to see, um, Clare Castle, the site of Downton Abbey. Yeah. And then we did go and like we specifically drove to the cliffs that are in Broadchurch. Uh-huh. The show Broadchurch. And then we went specifically sought out this little village that is where Doc Martin is filmed. And so like 100 percent totally. Yeah. Like, I'm totally on board with that. I think that the two, the monotony of what we're experiencing right now, because I'm not one, like I'm not going to watch the news and let the news drive me crazy. Like we're driving and um, Chris is like, 
yeah, like oil doesn't cost anything <laughs> now. And we're having this whole big economic conversation. I'm like, okay, so I'm just going to stay in my binge watching because it's, it's kind of an safer. escape. It's an escape. And I think too, so it's an escape from the um, land of, you know, swirly twirly emotions that are real going on, but also it's an escape from a monotony that's created by being the stay home. And it's like, kind of feels like every day is Groundhog Day, which is grinding out and being, you know, I'm doing my routines, yeah. but there's no, like, I, I'm trying for like Saturday to feel different and Sunday to have, yeah. but it, it's hard to create a little bit of rhythm. So I think it's all those like spectacular you know, they're over the cliff and the waves are crashing mm-hmm. and they're very dramatic. You know, they have the, the transitions are yes. like the waves are crashing on the rocks or yeah. the, the, um, you know, the long grass is waving in the breeze. And I think I'm needing that, you know, mm-hmm. variety in my life. Yeah. Right? I mean, I think living vicariously through oh, yeah. experiences on screen. Yeah. Like we're, we're traveling via food right now. So like we have okay. a ri- ridiculous plethora of international flavors going on in our leftovers in our fridge right now. Like, because yeah. it's like, well, we had to cancel a bunch of trips right. and I know. so we're going to travel with our taste buds right now. Yes. So that's good. You know, so you're saying that binge watching has served as a kind of a processing function for you. And so yeah. kind of getting towards courage, which is, you know, what we're here for, what we're all about. Yeah. You know, how has there been an event that, you know, you'd like to share about that, you know, has taken a lot of processing that maybe even binge watching has been a part of um, that as you've looked back over the years, like that you've really... I do processed along the way. I do think that, um, so when I was, um, in my very early thirties, I endeavored mm-hmm. in this, um, business opportunity. And it was really like, sometimes when someone tells you something in there and like, if you were going to explain something to me, in your therapist language, mm-hmm. it's very hard for me to grasp. And you're like, I just want you to know how hard that was for me. Mm-hmm. But unless you meet another therapist, like it, it's yeah. hard for them to, to identify with that. And um, I had the opportunity to be a part of building a company that was going to pursue um, a, a contract with the government. And mm-hmm. so like, it's that kind of like zero to 60 experience. There's no in between um, the, uh, the stress load, like everything I had to learn, everything I had to prepare for. There was a long season of waiting. And um, it was, I would say one of the first, like really it changed our life in a moment. Like I remember when we got the phone call, that we were awarded the contract and I was dropping um, my kids off at preschool. And I had that thought, like, I'm like, this version of my life right now that I'm living is completely over. There would be no dropping young children off at preschool anymore. You know, I went from kind of this waiting period of, of wanting to, you know, get involved and, and really push myself to, um, instead 
you know, I'm, I find myself like, I've got like an hour and a half commute each way, um, to a job that was stressful that I, I liked the things I got to do. And it really taught me a lot about my capacity, but, um, I didn't particularly like the kind of work I was doing. Like I liked teaching classes, but I didn't maybe like the subject matter is, is mm-hmm. how I do that. So I learned a lot about myself. And um, then all of a sudden, all the circumstances of the work changed and we lost our contract and mm-hmm. got minimized the value. So everything I left behind, now I had to come back to. And I felt like I had just made a huge mistake. Like, why would I ever, you know, like now it's like, I have tons of debt. Mm. I've left my children. Um, I had a great, um, they had a nanny and she was full time. She wasn't like living, but in order for me to work like this, like people don't work like this and not have help. And I had Mm -hmm. young, very young children. So I come home and I'm faced with like, kids are like sad. The nanny's leaving. Mm-hmm. And I'm there, which is like, rip your heart out as a mom. And then be mm-hmm. like, you, you made the, you know, I had to face like, I made the wrong choices. I made a mistake. Um, why couldn't I manage all of this? Right. What well, could I have done differently? How come I didn't know? How, why did it go like this? And not to mention, you know, I really, I didn't really want to do the work I was doing per se, but there was supposed to be financial gain. Like that was the purpose. And really we wanted to, I, I, I wanted to build a nest egg for our family so we could make some different choices because we had been living this crazy pace life and we wanted to get off the hamster wheel. And I was like, so now I'm like, am a dream, you know, the dream's gone. My family's in a ruin. I went to the doctor. I had to go to the doctor. Um, a couple times because my face was twitching. They thought maybe I had like Bell's palsy Mm -hmm. and the doctors were like, lady, like you are so healthy, but you are stressed out. And it was just, it was a break point for me. And the Mm -hmm. thing that required the most courage, because I had to do a lot of things. Like I had to work out a lot of work through a lot of messes, which just made you face like, um, um, the things that you're maybe like, I either wasn't competent or um, made me feel like uh, I should have never tried in the mm-hmm. beginning. But what really required a whole lot of um, courage was just like accepting that I'm a human and humans make us mistakes and th- this kind of stuff happens in life. And that was so hard for me to right. start you know, my young early thirties, you Mm -hmm. know, married young kids, like that, that was like the birthplace of where we were supposed to be like building up this ladder. And it's like, it just, it came crashing down and it affected every area of our lives. And there was, there was no, I remember just feeling like there's no way for me to get away from this horrible feeling. Like I have to face my, um, just face that life is so hard. It's really Mm -hmm. hard. And facing the things that were breaking me in the moment, like I hadn't done, I had a nanny for five years. I hadn't done laundry in five years, Mm -hmm. like really facing, um, 
where I could be so strong in one area and so weak in another. Like I'd get the laundry done and I'd turn around and there's like a pair of socks in the laundry room. And I was like, oh my, I think I'm going to lose it. Like that. Right. And we're like in the grand scheme, like your today self, if that had never happened, like there might be people that would listen to that and just be like, well, it's a pair of socks. Yeah. But like in those moments, the socks become so emblematic of like all this really deep stuff. Yeah. You know, and I think that happens so often and we don't, it's hard to translate it to other people where like the surface content, like they're just socks. Like what's the big deal? How could that be such, you know, but it's the emotion that it attaches to Yeah, that where, when you look at like the socks attached to failure and you know, what was lost and yeah, you know, and I think even being able, like, I think that's always a growth edge is like when we're able to start making those connections, when we can see that like, okay, they're not just socks. Right. Like, this is all the things that they stand for. This is the thing that's behind the socks. Yeah. It always I'm, is yeah. I'm trying to work through. I know. And, and I think out. I really, I, you know, I walk into, I feel like I carry that, that whole, like, oh my gosh, it all worked. And then it all failed. I feel like I carry that into every space mm. that I come How into. How do you see it show up? Um, can I do this? Can I manage this? What if this works out? What if this doesn't work out? Um, what if um, I make the same mistake again? Uh, is my family ready for this? <laughs> How will this impact my relationships? How will this impact my family? Like, it's like that giant epic story wants to come and superimpose itself on everything that I do where I have Mm -hmm. to like, I have to say, you're right. Like, I mean, I find myself because I felt like I couldn't manage everything and all came crashing down. And now I'm always like, can I manage this? Can I, how much can you do? You know? So it's that wrestling of like, I need to do something. How much can I do? I don't know what to do. And, um, that that's so human. I think that I was isolated that I didn't realize that was a very, that's just a very human thing to ask those questions. Like, can I, and I think I had never asked myself those questions. Like, what can I manage? Is this wise for me in this season of life? Like what, what's the right choice? And, you know, I like to follow rules. I don't want to make a mistake. I felt like I made like this enormous mistake and I had to, you know, rebuild, um, you know, men relationships, and build relationships that I hadn't really established. Um, so I do, I bring it in spaces and I found myself even lately, I listened to something and I haven't done it for a long time thinking, Oh my gosh, like what if something is successful again? Like mm-hmm. I, I struggle with that because it's like, then you kind of feel like, Oh no, now I'm like getting I mean- on the surfboard and taking off on the wave. Where, mm. Am I going to crash? Like, how's yeah, that going to work out? Is it going to work out? Success feels like it carries, like you realize the the risk of, like if something becomes successful, then it will hurt so much if I lose it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that, so the courage to um, understand and be okay with mistakes and being human and accepting mm-hmm. that, um, and accepting, um, the things that were really important to me. It's almost like I had this like betrayal of like, I thought like family was really important to you, but is it that important to you? And, you know, those questions of identity. And then I think 
um, moving forward, like to try things like how those, I remember those like first tentative movements to re-engage with anything. Like I felt like I, you should be penalized forever because you screwed up and you need to just don't try Mm -hmm. anything and building, building myself up again to say, okay, yes, that was really bad. Um, and you had to work through a lot of things, um, to repair that fall that you had, but you can't, like, I couldn't, I couldn't stay there. Like I wasn't as much as I was learning a part of myself, like another part of myself was dying, you know? So that whole courage to, you know, edit how you think about yourself, edit Mm -hmm. the story you're going to tell yourself. I think that's that whole thing. Like the Mm -hmm. tie in with the binge watching, I'm like, is it going to work out again? Like that, that back and forth of like, Failure, try again. Some things work, some things don't. Oh, you made a stupid mistake. That really hurt, you know, that all that um, bumpiness of life. Well, and then there's the continual courage that's required because like once a line gets written in your story that way and it keeps like wanting to be reread and keeps coming back to you in future situations, you know, making that choice to act anyway you know like do you succumb to that like that line of your story and be like no you know I could fail again so I shouldn't try right you know or do you keep showing up with courage to keep trying again to keep do like keep doing it anyway even if there is the risk of the risk of succeeding right which brings the risk of failure failure yeah um and I think that um I didn't have, like, I didn't have people in my life to have that conversation with, you know, I'd read things and, um, you know, try to look for, it was like these like mentors I didn't have in, in books and things like that. And, uh, it was really different for, cause some of the stuff I had to work, you know, Chris and I had to work through because there were financial implications and, you know, this was one of many, many story threads happening at the same time, which made it really bad. Um, but he went ahead and he had people to talk to and I really didn't. And I didn't realize how hard that was not having that because it was years until I realized that I kept on encouraging people to do things that I wanted to do. Mm. And I needed to then start saying, no, you need to do the things that you want to do. And that whole permission cycle of a permission that even though you made a mistake, mm-hmm. yeah, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like you're learning. Everyone mm-hmm. else is learning. Why are you being so easy on everybody else? So hard on you. Yeah. 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 Well, and that's the stuff that we're so good at. We're so good at being kind and compassionate to other people, but we are our own harshest critics. And yeah. We don't, we don't give it to ourselves, you know, and we hold ourselves to a higher, harsher, more critical standard. That's just not fair. Yeah. Like that's not like, we're all human. Like you said, we're all human. 
you know, we all struggle, yeah, you know, and the thing that comes, like, I, you know, and I know we've talked about this in some of our walks, too, and, like, that's so hard, like, I think one of the reasons that we do that, you know, it's, um, like, there's a technical psychological term for it but basically like we compare our inside experience to the outside experience that we observe in everyone else yeah you know and it's an unfair comparison and so it makes it I think that's part of what feeds that that distinction that we make between ourselves and others like because of this false comparison that we're making like that everyone else looks like they're doing so much better or that they have it together or, right. you know, and because we know the whole story, you know, we're not just seeing the Instagram highlight reel. Like we know the whole story yeah. of like, you know, the mess that you pushed off camera to be able to take the perfect picture and that kind of thing. I know. And I think that, um, to, it had been, I think the fact that it was like so early in my life and I took like such a big step and had such a hard fall that, you know, typically you're going to take like a little step, do some learning and another step and do some learning. And it was just like from zero to 60, you know? And I think that's, that's part of, um, part of that, that kind of development of your courage is I would have developed what I, some different things that I needed had I gone one step at a time. Like I would have had the courage and maybe I could have worked, worked through some things, but um, maybe, you know, but we just don't, but you know. don't know. And a lot of the circumstances, honestly, to be, to be fair, were completely out of my control. Like yeah. nobody would have, nobody would have known. You couldn't have anticipated you know, and it's, it's hard, you know, it was just, it was a really hard thing. So I, I think as far as what has required, like what has taught me the most about courage and what has required me to cultivate it was that singular, you know, um, initial success, epic failure kind of story mm-hmm. you know um well and I think in my life I think too some of the like the thing that strikes me too is just the ripple effect that it has on like the relationships and so at the time like being a mom of young kids and you know you've, you've talked about how you know that that just that adds such a gut punch of a layer yeah you know that like because you know that it's not only your story you know that it's becoming part of their story as well. And it's so hard too, especially when kids, and I would say this, like, um, I, you know, you live before them and they see all the, you know, they see it all. And you're like, please practice what I do best. Please ignore what I do the worst. You know, you want them to leave it, but you do. Um, I think you don't realize till later. And it's really important. I think I've learned as a mom is to, um, help them. They can only process based on what their life experience has been. So going back and like, Hey, this was the full story. Now that my kids are much older, like this is how this went down. Um, because I realized that they are processing things a certain way. Mm -hmm. And then they're starting to live their stories out according to those, um, you know, uh, 
moments that something happened, you know, yeah. in their life and it wasn't good. So that takes a lot of courage as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of um, real conversations and yeah. vulnerable and, you know, being exposed before them. And so. Well, and so often I think that that's like parents can feel the pressure to like be perfect and, you know, what am I teaching my kids? And, right. you know, I think one of the most important things that, you know, you can teach them that you've been teaching your kids is like, how, you know, how do you make sense of your failures and how do you struggle through the hard parts of life? Like modeling, not modeling perfection because that's not real. That's like not that's possible. not a goal. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> you know, you're just setting them up for a whole lot of pain of their own if they're right. expecting that they should be perfect all the time. Right. But modeling, like, how do you fail? How, how do you hurt? How do you learn from pain and hard circumstances? How do you, get up and try again when the last thing you want to do is get up and try again. Yeah. You know, how do you recognize when something is hard for you? How do you get support from other people? Like all of these are skills that are so crucial for kids to learn that they like that they, that they need. Right. You know, and that that's, that's the best way. Yeah. To, you know, I think living in that authenticity and, um, you know, demonstrating courage for them. Yeah. I agree. And so to, you know, do you have, you know, kind of a, like to try to wrap it up in a, like an action step or a takeaway, something that, you know, you glean from that, that you think would. I think the biggest thing is to kind of, um, you know, you just separate. I, I have tried to take a journey of separating out, like what could I, what what can I have controlled, you know, or what, what's in my sphere of control? Um, what was beyond because mm-hmm. the learning you do, if I've learned nothing else is that when I step forward in something, I'm like, I'm hundred percent positive. Yeah. Everything's going to change or how you're articulating an expectation and how I process that expectation. Like there's a gap, like your spaghetti is not the same as my spaghetti, you know, (laughs) yours coming out of a jar. Mine's coming, you know, I'm slaving all day over the stove. So expectations, um, what can I learn? How can I ask better questions? How can I be more in tune with, um, why I'm doing things, you know, um, and um, I think just carrying carrying that learning forward. Um, well, knowing that it doesn't stop. Right. Like I that think that's so still... that's too, is that I'm always, I'm like, what have I learned? I think that that's a carry away from that right. whole experience. Cause I'm like, this hurt and I need to learn because mm-hmm. I do not want to feel like that again. And so mm-hmm. I do think that probably is a, a really good, you well, know, how is it still affecting you today? Yeah. You know, like how, how do our past experiences, how do we carry them with us, you know, and like, and continue having echoes of those, Yeah, you know, and keep, keep addressing that. Yeah. I think, yeah. And then just managing the conversation with myself, like, Oh, that conversation yes. with yourself. Always. It's, you know, it's never, it's never, it's not going to repeat, you know, it's not, I'm a different person. Um, I, I've learned from the experience. So I think not to live in fear about, you know, history per se repeating itself, but definitely carrying the learning forward. And um, 
you know, knowing yourself, you know, processing what you have learned and knowing who you are in that learning has been helpful for me. Yeah. So good. Thank you for sharing that. I love you, my friend. Love you too. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Cost is Courage. Being a human is hard, and to do it well, it's going to cost some courage. If you enjoyed this episode, one way you can tell us is by writing us a review. That would mean so much to us. And be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every Thursday. And don't forget to check out the show notes for resources, tips, and other fun surprises. Bye for now.